Hello, and welcome to a requel episode of Hollywood Chop Shop. We are your cinema mechanics, Brett Mosier and Travis Santana, and today we'll be concluding our second annual socially obligated Halloween trilogy with 2022's Scream. Or Scream 5, I'm not sure how we want to call it. We'll jump into five-point inspection with Metamucil, Pulled Punches, Death by a Thousand Cuts, Dewey Deathimal System, and 8 Mile. But before we do... Let's check in on the shop. Hey, amigo. I, uh, I hate to do this, but I have some feedback on the latest resumes you sent me. Oh, Jesus. You're kidding me, right? I mean, look, I get it. The last batch I sent you, you know, we shouldn't bring in young talent to replace us, but... Come on, did you did you look at the date of birth on the new batch? 1969? 63? 19 fucking 60? I, I don't think they're gonna try to replace us. Huh. You uh you seem to have conveniently left out their names. James May, Richard Hammond, Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, so? So? They're world-renowned hosts of Top Gear, and they've already moved on to other things. Why would they want to work here? Hey, look, they responded to the ad, and, I mean, come on, I think a little star power can help out at the shop. I mean, can you imagine how much buzz they would generate? They are established stars. They're just going to expect a paycheck, go through the motions. We'll be lucky if we get them to show up for more than a few weeks. Hey, well worth it. Uh, their names we can put above the title. People loved that show, and people love good old-fashioned nostalgia. Yeah, I, I, I get the formula, but but those guys are stars. They're, they're going to be all mopey and think they're all above Hollywood Chop Shop. Hey, but you said it. It's a formula for a reason. It's tried and true. <sighs> well, before we pull the trigger, let's go ahead and see how that formula worked for Scream 5. Or is it just Scream? I, I don't know anymore with these soft reboot, requel bullshit things. The legacy of the Ghostface Killers is brought back to life when a series of copycat murderers starts hunting teenagers connected to the original survivors. As the new cast of victims relives the events of the first attacks, it becomes clear the killers might be more inspired by the movie within the movie, Stab, than the actual story and events that took place 25 years ago. Alrighty, Travis. We'll jump into five-point inspection, but I gotta know, what is your quick diagnostic of 2022's scream um it kind of takes me back to our dune review um where the movie left me with a, a big question if a movie just one <laughs> one big one if if a movie, okay okay and this is kind of a, a little and maybe we can already jump into it with eight mile but um do you forgive a movie if the movie itself calls out all its own flaws? Um, mm -hmm. Because I think this script does a great job of pointing out all of the flaws in horror movies, but in turn, they also point out the flaws of the movie you're watching. We always talk about mm -hmm. don't, if you're a movie, don't remind me of movies that are better than the movie I'm watching. This movie kind of turns that on its head by, and the reason, I'll just jump into it, 8 Mile. Have you seen the movie 8 Mile with Eminem? It's been a long time, but yes, I have seen it. So 
you or anybody who's seen it will know what I'm referring to. At the end of the movie, Eminem, I think his, his name is Rabbit in the movie, wins the big rap battle by before his opponent can battle him, he just calls out all of his own flaws. Like, hey, I'm white, I'm poor, I live in a trailer. Tell these people something they don't know about me. Now that I've went ahead and pointed out all the things that you were going to criticize me for, that's what this movie does. I still don't think it works, though. Um, so that's kind of my initial impression, uh, with, and, and it ties into my 5.8 mile. But uh, what did you think of the movie in general? So I will say this. There are movies um, I watch, and I think I, I grade them more sh harshly based on what they could have been rather than what they are. Uh, this isn't, and one of those, I didn't grade it hardly, but like when we did our Footloose review, we were like, this movie was actually pretty good. Like it could have been great. Like I was just so close to being there. Whereas this movie is one of those, like it could have actually been, I guess a good movie, but didn't quite make the, the stretch there. I think there's a lot that this movie could have done that would have been far more interesting and still could have been the whole kind of meta or commentary on, on at this point i don't know if they i thought they were i think they were trying to live too much into what the original was while also making a meta commentary on fandom but i don't think they decided to do any of those well and i think my biggest complaint with this movie is writers directors whoever you want to go they they done didn't know where the line between meta and parody was and at a certain point i was like you are so like you want to be meta and self-referential, -re but at a certain point you're 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 going dangerously close, if not have crossed the line into parody. But because you don't know it, you're not embracing the parody side of this. And I'm not talking we need to do scary movie where it's just like batshit crazy, like an airplane style movie where you know with that. But it's one of those where like the movie felt to me that at points where it wasn't even being met, it was honestly starting to make fun of itself, but at the same time starting to take itself somewhat seriously. And like it wanted to, and I just, it was such a, a kind of a, a passive mind fuck to me trying to figure out what the directors and writers were trying to do with this movie, especially in the third act when they start being very self-referential to themselves and i'm like when they start talking about oh everybody just remembers the first everyone wants something that's as good as the first they've never been as good as the first i'm like are you trying to imply that your movie is as good as the first or will be better than all the others because i will openly admit to the audience right now i have never seen a scream movie and i kind of want to go back because yeah i i went into this blind this was basically a hocus pocus hold on, for me hold on hold on you haven't seen yeah, the I've first never seen screen? Scream. Oh my fucking no. god. Oh my fuck. So Right. So what here's the thing, Travis, is I actually want to go back and watch the original Scream because I'm like, I feel like this movie is a bastardization of what that and and to that point where I'm talking about what this movie could have been, I'm like, I want to go back and see the source because I feel like this movie was just a poor emulation of what something that was actually very good. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't like horror movies, and you have to remember at what age I would have been when the original Scream came out. I saw it in theaters. I probably shouldn't have. Uh, I, I was about to say you shouldn't have because I know I would have been ten. <laughs> yeah, I I was. Oh God, I, I feel like now I have to tell the story because I had just assumed you'd seen the first Scream. I mm -mm. my cousin, she was ten years older than me. Um, so ninety six. I was. Uh, 
I was I was probably nine or ten, ten or eleven when this came out. I my cousin and her friend took me to see it in the theaters, which um, I had a big crush on my cousin's friend. So I tried mm-hmm. to be like little tough guy, but the movie terrified me. Um, <laughs> I can't I cannot believe you haven't seen the original screen. Yeah, you did yourself, and I guess in part by me picking this movie, I did you a great disservice because yeah, the first screen directed by Wes Craven, amazing. It kind of invented this this meta commentary that this movie tries to do. It does it way better. I don't know if that's because it was just way more... Yeah, it was first. It was way more original, you know, 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine how confused you are by by some of the stuff in this movie, but... So, I'll say, I think the movie did enough with context clues where I could put together, like, okay, at least, like, there might have been some deep Easter eggs that I I didn't get. I will say, I have seen the Seth Green scene. It is Seth Green, right, who plays the the cinema know-it-all in the movie? No, it's Jamie Kennedy. Oh, shit. For some reason, I thought it was Seth. Well, I have seen the scene, again, like, on YouTube or something like that, where he's doing the commentary. He's like, I at least know that, and, like... I thought it was funny when Mindy's sitting on the couch, she's doing the commentary about the movie and she's wearing the exact same like color pattern. She's got the green shirt with the brown pants and it's like, okay, like again, we're the snake eating its tail at this point um, with the reflection. Uh, but yeah, I, I have not seen the original scream in, I, again, I don't know if that was better or worse. Cause I feel like if I had, I might've even been a little harsher on this movie, but it is certainly one of those where I had a lot of problems where I thought this movie could have gone in a much more interesting thing or just committed to something, I guess. Maybe uh, we'll we'll get into some of the other five points because Metamucil is just I thought that the the meta side of this movie was basically just shitting all over the screen. Like, again, it was embracing the nostalgia and just trying to you know, go in and, and reference the original and the, the shitty uh, sequels as much as possible. But because of that, there's no substance to the movie. It's just, oh, let's keep throwing that stuff at the audience and hopefully we've got enough people who have seen the original movies that they have some connection to it that they'll just remember that and enjoy this movie. Like, there's there's nothing actually more to it. And, and we talked about it a little bit off air. I had seen this movie once before and, you know, shout out Andrew Pabone. It sucks to watch stuff with a critical eye. I enjoyed the movie uh, well enough the first time I watched it, but I realized on the second watch that I purely enjoyed it because, number one, it, since you haven't seen any of the Scream movies, this is far and away the best sequel to Scream that they've done. Like... This franchise is notorious for, hey, the first one was a massive success. Let's rush out sequels to it. And the script, oftentimes, in fact, uh, I think it's the case with Scream 2, the the script leaked uh, halfway through filming. So they had to, on the fly, change who the killers were. And as you can imagine, that's not a formula for success to make a good movie if you're having to change the movie because the internet found out about it. Um, Well... And I'll just say this real quick, and I don't mean to cut you off, but to me, Scream is a fran- should never have been a franchise. It was a it was a meta movie. How do you make a sequel about a movie referencing the industry? You know? Yeah, and again, that's why with my Eight Mile thing, they they call it out. The problem with this franchise is 
There's no Michael Myers. There's no Freddy Krueger. There's no recurring villain. Ghostface is just in the first movie. It was it was Stu and Billy playing out their love for horror movies. I mean, there was some backstory about Sydney's mom and whatnot, but that's the problem with this franchise is there's no big bad like. And oh, my God. And again, you haven't seen all of the movies, so this might not be a big a, a complaint for you, but I can't stand the fact in this movie, one of the killers is a teenage girl who weighs like 110 pounds. And <laughs> we'll get into that, Travis. We'll get that's I have questions. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, again, the the movie pointing out its flaws does not, in my mind, erase the flaws, you know? It's kind of no. Like, it only brings attention that it should be addressed. You understand this is a problem. Address it. Right. It's like it's like <laughs> Brad. You're you're a husband. If you if, if you say like you know, hey, I'm a shitty husband. I don't do anything to help around the house, and then you just don't help around the house. That's not scoring you any points to point out the fact mm -hmm. that you're not doing anything around the house. And that's that's my biggest problem with this movie. You can you're you're self aware enough to know that this is a problem but you're too lazy and interested in cashing in on the Scream franchise to address any of the problems. Yeah, and I think that's where it goes back to where, again, that that line between meta and parody. At a certain point, if you're going to address, hey, this is a problem, use parody to answer that problem, right? It doesn't have to be like, we have a serious answer because we realize that this is a problem in, in these types of movies. I'm like, make it a joke. Make it a joke that it, we don't have an answer for why, uh, you know, a 110-pound girl is able to do some of the stuff that she does. It's like, make, make it some kind of weird, ridiculous joke or get, making fun of itself. Like, and that, uh, just, it frustrates me so much that they, that they just towed that line where they, you know, wanted to take it seriously while at the same time bashing itself over the head. Yeah. And, and I guess that's where, yep. No, go, go ahead. No, I was going to move into another five points. What were you going to say? Well, I, I was too. The, the, well, number one, the, the Dewey decimal system. I thought you would I appreciate that. I so that. much. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good pun. <laughs> I'm, I'm ashamed I didn't come up with it. <laughs> um, so what, the first time I watched it, and even this time, I was excited the way they set up the Dewey character because I got a little bit of... Have you seen Unforgiven with uh, Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. I got a little bit of William Money, the, the main character that Clint Eastwood plays, like Dewey's the retired sheriff. He's seen a bunch of shit. He doesn't want to live that life yeah. anymore, but he's pulled back in for, you know, one last job. One last job. Yeah. <laughs> I love that setup. And then the way you killed Dewey was an absolute slap in the face. Like, I, I don't think this yes. is an esteemed franchise, but Dewey is one of the main characters from this franchise. And the his death in this movie is stupid as hell. Stupid as yeah. hell. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it, but yes, he he gets overpowered by a teenage girl. That's That's fine. But... His decision to go back, like, oh, you got to shoot him in the head. Like, I agree. That's a good bit of meta commentary on horror movies. And yet, Dewey, it's a pistol. You don't have to walk within a foot of the killer so that the killer can grab you. Just stand six feet away and shoot her in the head. And 
at least one half of this killer duo, it's over. I just, I don't understand trying to get the gravitas of, you know, the grizzled former sheriff Dewey and then kill him that way. Uh, so I'm going to hold my comments because I definitely have that. Uh, a lot of that is in my I've Got Questions. Okay. So, because, uh, yeah, we will definitely cover all of that because I've Got Questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to go into uh, pulled punches just because I've alluded to it a lot with what I'm saying. Uh, to me, this so much of this movie would have been, I thought it, you're going to do the whole meta thing. I pe- I don't know about you. I pegged Richie immediately. As soon as they, as soon as he's in the car and he's bringing up movie trivia, I looked at, I looked at my wife. I'm like, he's one of the killers. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, A, they've established that there's always two. I don't know who the second one is yet, but he's definitely one because he's like, oh, I don't think it, you know, I I also haven't seen such and such, but he's listing off all these other horror movies. I'm like, they are now establishing that he knows movie trivia and the killer at the beginning asked movie trivia. I'm like this. He is definitely a hundred percent one of the killers. Um, And, And on top of that, it's Jack Quaid like right he's yeah. the biggest star of well, the movie he's not just gonna be like generic boyfriend that doesn't do anything the other problem is, so and this is going back to this is actually a meta thing so amber i had kind of picked her too mainly because the only other thing i've seen God that actress in is once upon a time, time in a capsule <laughs> Yes, I did it accidentally. She was in. She was the crazy bitch in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who, who goes and is with Charles Manson, who ends by her death is because she gets set on fire. She gets set on <laughs> yes. fire in both movies. Um, but yeah, when I saw her, I'm like, oh, she plays a crazy bitch in another movie. I'm like, I'm putting money on she's gonna wind up being the other killer because I've already seen her play th- that character. Um. She's dangerous of being typecast if she doesn't get another role that's not a crazy bitch killing shit. Dude, let me just say, since you've already ruined it, Mikey Madison <laughs> is the actress. Mm-hmm. She is phenomenal. She plays that role, the, the psycho, perfectly. And like, you, God damn it, you, you've literally stole my time capsule down to the fact <laughs> that I was literally going to bring up the fact that I hope she gets a different kind of role. Otherwise, this is what she's going to play for the rest of her career because she does it so well. So thank you, you son of a bitch. What can I say? I'm going to Google right now how much this movie made just so I can ruin your segment. (laughs) Um, But uh, fuck, I don't even remember. Well, got off on a tangent here. So pulled punches. Okay. I thought it would have been, so they do the whole thing. You have the meta commentary, but you need to do something new, right? I'm like, it would have been way more interesting if you introduced three killers and one of the killers, or it doesn't have to be three killers, or the girl actually, Sam, actually does wind up being one of the killers, but she doesn't know it because they establish her pills are wearing off and she's seeing the dead vision of her father, which in of itself is weird because it's the dead vision of how he died in the first movie, at which point she wasn't born yet. It's like, I don't understand how that's her vision of her father, but that whole thing is thrown out the window. I'm like, that would have been way more compelling to have her inadvertently not realize that she's one of the killers, especially if Amber in Richie did know she was one of the killers and at a certain point, like they're saying something about like, Oh, there's only, you know, all three of us. And Sam's like, what are you talking? What are you th- three, three, three? Like, and then suddenly it starts clicking with her. And she's like, Oh my God, I am a serial. Like there's actually something new and different. You could have established in a movie about there's nothing new and different out there. <laughs> Brett, God, it's amazing. We, we did not talk about this at all, but we are in lockstep because 
I thought it would have been better if you had done kind of the fight club, like Amber has like a Tyler Durden version, you know, that's her dad that's killing people. You could do that. Or I thought it would have been a lot more interesting, too, if the entire friend group who kind of discusses the the intricacies of horror movies, if the whole friend group were the murderers, like you had three or four different murderers that were all just obsessed with movies, obsessed with horror movies and did it. This movie chose the 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 least interesting path and just you you haven't seen the first one but they again they just tried to do what every scream movie does like oh there's two killers and they're going to get revealed in the third act because i think that's another problem with this movie and this franchise in general when you save the reveal for the third act every time there's there's no room for any sort of expansion. I thought it would have been more interesting if maybe one of the killers had been revealed halfway through, even if it's just to the audience. Even if all mm -hmm. the characters don't know, reveal it to the audience and let us see some kind of behind the scenes of, of how they're doing this rather than the way it's done, which is the way it's always been done, which is why, you know, I comment, commented, you know, at the in the opening about the, the formula, like, you had an opportunity to break the formula and said you just did the same damn thing. Travis, I even thought at a certain point, I'm like, it would be, there was a, a certain point when they introduced Dewey and Sam and Richie leave. And he's talking about, or maybe it's when Sam and Richie are there, but they're talking about bringing everybody back together and something like that. And I'm like, it would have even been an interesting thing. I was like, they won't do it because they're cowards. And it's one of those like, and you could have even gone down the toxic fan base type thing. of like, oh, if you change something from the originals, people lose their mind type thing. But like, if Dewey had been one of the ones because he was, he had mental trauma and was suffering and he was just trying to get everybody back. So he was actually murdering teens as Ghostface just to bring all of his friends back so that he could see them again. I'm like, that would have been interesting and different, you know? And then at the same time, now you get to kind of go into the trauma of someone who has survived how many of these horror movies? Like they just, he talks about being stabbed seven times and like that has to take a toll on you. No, that's a that's a very good point. Uh, again, this movie calls it out at, at the at the scene where everybody's all together and they're they're kind of pointing out how you could be the killer, you could be the killer. The character that points out like, yeah, you know, your your wife left you, you've been stabbed a million times, and then you climbed into a bottle. And then, no, don't get me wrong, it's the best joke of the movie because Dewey's like. Uh, maybe you're the killer because that cut me deep like that was a genuine <laughs> like I laughed at that moment but to your point and to our point as a whole when we talk about these kind of things don't remind me of a better movie in this case again that's another plot line that would have been better than what we actually got in this movie but like you said maybe it would piss fans to piss fans off too much if Dewey after four other movies becomes the villain but like Harvey Dent said, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That would have been much more compelling. Send Dewey out as the killer, especially if you're going to kill him in this bullshit way that this movie does. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I just I and that's I just felt this movie had it had set up for so many more interesting stories. And for it to be a movie about how there's no more interesting stories, I'm like, for fuck's sake, you you had at least three that you set up and then abandoned because you decided to go with the safest route possible and like i said i think at a certain point they thought they were going to do a commentary 
on toxic fandom, but I don't even think they did that well. Like it was just kind of a last minute reveal that, oh yeah, they met on a, on a, on a, what a is subreddit, it? Uh, a subreddit message board on yep. a message board. So like, and then like the whole, I, the, the, the one joke I thought that was out of place in this whole movie that still sticks out to me is when Richie makes the comment that how easy it was to sleep with Sam, but I guess that's an empowering woman trait now. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? I'm like, this comment was not necessary in this movie at all. Like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, and I think what's most disappointing to me is, are you familiar with the directors of this movie? I am not. Uh, they directed a movie called uh, Ready or Not. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't think so. I believe no, it's a duo. I've they're not. called Radio Silence, which I, I I like that. But they did a movie called Ready or Not. I think it was 2015, 2016. Fantastic. 2019. Oh, 20. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Uh, a fantastic movie. I highly recommend it to you or anyone uh it is a blast but it's you can tell that the script was not as strong in this case like i i wondered if that duo would be like a breakthrough kind of horror director team but it feels like that was a hundred percent the script and not necessarily them at least when it comes to what they put forth in this movie yeah, and it's one of those where, and I feel like they use the the duo use meta too much as a crutch in this movie as a reason why they it doesn't have to be any like because they go through the whole when they brought up it follows I'm like oh Travis had to get a little bit of a, a little stiffy from from when they she brings up it follows in the opening and I'm like oh you know elevated horror but and then later like but stab was never elevated horror it was always this I'm like. What, so you're just giving you an excuse to make a shitty movie. You're just making an excuse for you to not do anything. Like Again, in a movie about how nothing is new and original, everyone's chasing what the original did, you then go out of your way to say <laughs> that we're not going to try and do anything new. Like, I just, I don't get, I don't get this movie. I do not get this fucking movie, Travis. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but again... Don't remind me of better movies. And this movie references It Follows and The Babadook, which both to me are phenomenal horror movies. I mean, it, we've reviewed It Follows. I, I will carry mm -hmm. the torch till the end of days for that movie. So, yeah, it, it's a weird. Again, that's the eight mile thing. Like you're pointing out the fact that you're not as good as these other movies and you think that that's doing a benefit to your movie. I, I don't understand that logic at all. I, I don't either. I don't. And that kind of just leads into, I don't have much for it, but Death by a Thousand Cuts was just that. Like, this movie to me is just, it was hard for me to get to because it seemed like, and we'll get into a lot of it with I've Got Questions, so I'm just like, it's it was little thing by little thing by little thing that I'm just like, for fuck's sake, I'm just ready for this movie to be over because I'm over all of these small, shitty decisions that they've made from from beginning to end and brett let me let me expound potentially on your point about pulling punches number one uh i can't remember the character's name but it's the actress is jenna ortega at the beginning of the movie she gets stabbed like 18 fucking times and she's alive and then not only she <laughs> no, go 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 at the end of the fucking movie the brother 
Like both of the twins are alive. Like how? How? He was bleeding. He was bleeding I out thought you were just, from the thigh. Yeah. That's there's an artery in your thigh. And God, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but real quick, my favorite football player of all time, Sean Taylor, rest in peace, was killed in a home invasion because he got shot in an artery in his leg, which is the same place the character of this movie gets stabbed. And at the end, it's like, oh, hey, he's alive in the, the ambulance. Thumbs up. Oh, here's the sister on a stretcher. We're good. We're, we're, we're good for the sequel that literally has completed filming. There's going to be another one of these fucking movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no more yeah. ground left to cover. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the fact that Tara, that is the character you're referring to, was stabbed 17 times. And then when they reveal she's alive, I'm like, how the fuck is she alive? Yes! I'm like, there is no fucking alive and out of surgery and not in a coma or anything. She's she's able to speak. Right. So she's alive. That was the other thing is I was like, OK, I will maybe maybe believe this. If there was some throwaway line from about Richie or Amber that they were going to medical school or dropped out of medical school or they've been really hitting the medical books. I'm like, OK, they would know where to stab someone to not make them die immediately after being stabbed 17 times. No, there's there's no line that establishes that knowledge. What the, the, you haven't seen the first movie. The first movie actually details that fact. Like the two killers, oh. at one point they have to stab the other killer to kind of make sure that it appears that they're not working together. And they literally mm-hmm. point out the fact like, hey, you stabbed me in the wrong place. I might die. So you haven't even seen the movie and you're pointing out things that the original did better than this one. And again, after 20 years and four other sequels, how did, how did you not figure this shit out? Yeah. But what I was going to say is Tara is in the hospital, which we will get to. Oh, because I, that is I the know, bulk. That is the bulk of I have questions. I know okay? what you're gonna say. Yep. She's in the wheelchair and is barely able to move a wheelchair because she is just like in such pain and she's been stabbed so many times. Not three scenes later, she's on fucking crutches walking through the house. I'm like, where did how did you go from barely being able to maneuver a wheelchair to being able to walk in a fucking <laughs> not only that somehow no one else is able to subdue amber but the crutches are her being amber being beat by <laughs> severely injured woman with crutches that's what takes amber down i'm like i again the logic of this movie is just makes no goddamn sense. it's like they got to the third act and they're like we gotta fucking wrap it up guys but here's the big thing it'll be in Stu mocker's house and that'll be the big reveal that after that we don't have to care anymore i think ultimately the biggest problem with this movie is the script is too focused on clever dialogue and not just making a cohesive story. Like I, a lot of these lines in the movie, like I chuckle at, I'm like, yeah, that, that that's a good meta commentary on horror. But if your actual movie makes no sense at every single fucking turn, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we say clever. The problem is it's not even like kiss, kiss, bang, bang or the nice guy's clever. Like where it is like I forgive everything in those movies because the 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 interaction and the writing of it is so damn good. This is yeah, there's a couple throwaway lines that are kind of funny, but the movie thinks it's way more clever than it actually is. OK, I, I, I think we have to get into I have questions because I, I okay, have let's questions. do I have questions. All right. <laughs> let me start with this. The sheriff of this town 
calls mm-hmm. her deputies and says, "Come to my house right now. There's you know there's going to be a murder," and she is stabbed to death in broad daylight in front of her home. And then there is still enough time for the killer to come in and kill her son. The police never show up. No neighbors are like, oh, my God, like the sheriff of the town is getting stabbed to death on her front lawn. What? Yeah, she rolls up with the sirens on and all that. Like, that doesn't get anybody's attention. Yeah, I I had that. That was actually my first one. Uh, Why do the ghost face killers kill people in broad daylight? Does not seem... Like the way you would do that outside on a front lawn. Yeah. And it's like, no one don't notices. get me wrong. I, I, I appreciate the fact that, yes, in a lot of horror movies, if it's daylight, you feel safe as an audience. So I appreciate that, yeah, you're going to kill people in broad daylight. But again, like you said, she's driving through the whole town with her sirens on to her home and has alerted the rest of the police department. And yet, I and again... If this were some sort of meta commentary on how police aren't here to protect you, okay. But that's not what this movie is doing. It's just lazy. I, I, it's, it's lazy as fuck. It's also one of those, in the following scenes, when her son gets killed, and it's like, they do the same, like, fake jump scare six times in a row, where it's like, I'm like, okay, I, I'm now, the joke is gone, I'm now over it, I'm irritated more than anything. We're beyond the fact that, isn't it kind of clever and funny, where, like, I'm now literally just, ir- like, we know he's going to be stabbed and killed. If at the end of that scene he doesn't die, then maybe I forgive it. But you still killed him and made me deal with all of that bullshit. Um, that's the Twitter length review. I, I'm annoyed more than anything. That's that's the perfect description of this fucking movie. Because, yeah, it's like, oh, he opens the refrigerator door. In other horror movies, the killer would be right here. But yet they do that gag seven times before he's actually killed. Back to back to back to back to back to back to back. See, audience, it's irritating when I keep saying that back to back. See, that's exactly how I felt when I was fucking watching the movie. <laughs> okay so now we're gonna get into the meat of my i have questions i can't the hospital the hospital i just have the hospital as one gigantic section because there's a lot that happens in the hospital that i have i have questions about first Uh, one being okay wait private private floor private floor yeah, where the fuck did all the staff go when they shut off? It's, it's, it's a private floor, Brett, because in hospitals, if you're just a normal person, uh, you can have a whole private floor. Like, hey, this hospital is is 10, 10 stories, but we're going to give one of them just to you. Why? Why? So they... They shut off the power. I There's no way to shut off the power for a floor. So how many people did they actually murder in the hospital just by turning off life support? Right. It goes back to that old joke, like when the Sonic trailer came out and it like showed like Sonic did an EMP that like wiped out a town. It's like how many people did Sonic kill when he did that? When you think about all the like people at hospitals and all this, it's like it's one of those things. It's fun when you think about it that way. Like how many did people did they actually kill when they did that? All right. Um, 
So yeah, I just all that was, and then yeah, you have the one, the one deputy or the one cop that it gets slain, and even before that, when they try to kill Sam in the hospital, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with the ghost face? That's when again I was like, oh, they might actually be doing a crazy thing here, where she actually is the killer and she's battling herself, and it's like, no, 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 that wasn't that wasn't it. I'm like, oh, of course, because that would have actually been clever. All right, so now we get into, I uh, you kind of already beat me to it with some of the five point. I looked up the actress who plays Amber. She is 5'2", 110 pounds, all right? Is she superhuman? That is my question for you. Because she's able to overpower Dewey um, I and many other people in this movie. At a certain point, I don't... She doesn't have... Because it doesn't make her arms... She stabs Dewey in the front and the back and then pulls the knives up. Do you... Can you imagine the amount of arm strength that would take to do that? Not to mention, she shot several times in the chest, regardless that she's wearing a bulletproof vest that I have no idea where it came from. That would have been an easy throwaway if, like, somebody said, like, we looked in the sheriff's van and somebody raided the thing. I'm like, oh, that's where the bulletproof vest came from, but... Do you know how bruised and beat up she would be taking shots from a fucking revolver that close, even with a mat or with a, with a bulletproof vest? I'm like, it would break. So it, like, it would break her ribs. Yeah, literally, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you already brought it up Dewey. He's a sheriff. We've established. Why does he walk up? A even before he walks up, he has the mindset he has to go back and shoot her in the head. Why didn't he just shoot her in the head then? Like, he's in the moment. I hate to tell you, but if I'm shooting somebody, it'd be like, blam, 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 blam. And then I'd be like, no, we're going to go ahead and finish this here. Blam, blam, blam. Like, I wouldn't walk away and then think that I need to walk back. In the heat of the moment, I'm emptying that, and then I'm loading it and emptying it again because this person has now tried to kill me and my friends and another group of teenagers multiple times. Like, it's just insane to me, the logic of Dewey, right? Yeah, I mean, throughout history, it, it it is tried and true. Leave no bullets in the chamber. If you're trying to eliminate an enemy, do all you can to eliminate them right at that moment. You you don't let them, you know, rebuild, build back to get revenge. I, I think Kill Bill kind of comments on this, like when uh, Uma Thurman kills Vivica A. Fox. And, and the daughter comes down. She's like, hey, you know, you're probably going to grow up. You're probably going to seek revenge on me. You don't actually leave the opportunity for revenge. And then, like you said, he is law enforcement trained. You, you, if you're walking to the elevator and you have doubt that the suspect is dead, you've done your job wrong. And again, He's I, law I hate that, that Dewey goes out this way. It's, it's, it's weird yeah. to me that... He has survived through this franchise until now, and this is the way that you have him go out. <laughs> That's what I was like. He has law enforcement training, and he has experience dealing with the ghost-faced killers. <laughs> like, he has a lot on his character card that should say, I'm not going to get fucking knifed by a fucking 5'10", 110-pound girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Again, I, I agree with the decision to kill Dewey because as this movie, again, it comments on everything that the movie itself is doing. Yes, for stakes, you have to kill Dewey, but kill Dewey in a way that's dramatically satisfying, which is the opposite of what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrible. All right. So that leads into. I think there's a time gap here. It's a little weird. Now, I know we don't establish where Sydney lives, but we assume, based off of the phone call, she does not live anywhere near the town of Woodboro, California, because she's trying to get away from that life, right? Which, can I pause real quick? It's incredible. I, I forgot that Woodsboro was supposed to be in California because this shit originally was filmed in North Carolina. So I'm like, the oh, fact... Oh, yeah. It, it, it makes yeah, no sense. It looks sense. like North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... It's one of the only movies I think I've seen filmed in California that has no coastline. I don't know what, where. Yeah, it's in California, but we're not going to do it's. It's a town nowhere near the coast. Like, well, then why the fuck are you calling California? Um, Dewey is killed. The next scene is Sydney running into. I think it's the hospital. It is because they're pulling Tara out. It's Sydney running into the hospital saying, "I came as soon as I found out." First off, who told Sydney that Dewey died? Okay, because that's like, who shot? The only person who would have done that would have been Gail, and it just seemed like Gail was like, oh, Sydney, you're here. Like, they hadn't been in contact. So how the fuck did she find out? Did Sydney find out? <laughs> how, where did, where was she that she traveled so quickly? Was It, it felt like it was overnight. Like, like, Dewey was killed that night, and Sydney showed up the next morning or afternoon. Like, how the fuck? It's just, it's so weird. Sydney just fucking shows up. And then... She just came with a tracker, apparently. She flew or drove in with a tracker because after she gets into the argument with Sam, she has a, she has a suspicion that Sam's actually going to go after the killers, which Sam doesn't. Sam just winds up getting caught in... In uh, Richie's bullshit, yeah. Yeah, yeah Richie's... <laughs> just... Oh, don't worry. I tracked the car. What? Where the fuck did the tracker come from? Yeah, it, it again, it's one of those things where like going back to the opening, I feel like Nev Campbell is just she's caught in a rock and a hard place. Like, hey, this is this is my bread and butter. This is what makes me money being a part of the screen franchise, but I really don't want to fucking be in the screen franchise anymore. <laughs> and th that's the vibe she gives off the whole fucking movie. Like when I saw her like jogging with her baby stroller, I assumed that that was going to be her only scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But when she shows up at the end, again, I just, you can feel the disdain coming through the screen from Nev Campbell. Like this is the only movie franchise that will pay me six figures. So I'm going to do it. But goddamn, give me the party of five reunion at this point. So you say that, Travis, to me, the worst performance from someone who I expected a decent performance from goes to Courtney Cox. Because that was fucking terrible. It doesn't help that she looks like a fucking oh, skeleton. Oh, God. But I, I wasn't even going to bring that up. But now dude, that you her mentioned plastic it, surgery. Yeah. Her pla like, at a certain point, it's like, is her jaw going to become unhinged and she's just going to swallow someone whole? Like, I'm like... Hun, you gotta stop. Like at a certain point, it's like she looked fake. She, if you had told me that was a CG Courtney Cox, I probably would have believed you. I'm like, damn, that's where the budget went. Fucking Courtney Cox. They got they got a robot Courtney Cox in there. I got. I again, I was not going to bring it up, but now that you have, that was literally my first reaction when I first watched the movie. I'm like, 
look, I respect the pressure that women are under in Hollywood, like the the, the trope. And, and I, I say trope, it's it's absolutely factual. Once a, uh, an actress over 30, like the, the roles just kind of dwindle. So I get why she would do the plastic surgery, but I'm like, at this point, you look like a half melted wax figure of what Courtney Cox looked like in the first movie. Yeah. And again, like but. you said, it, it it appears that she does not want to be here either. But this is <laughs> this is a good check for her. I honestly was surprised it wasn't a Harrison Ford situation. Uh, and what I mean by that is that all of them came back, but in their contract, their character had to die so that they could not come back for another one. Because that was the joke with Harrison Ford for a while as he was reprising all of his roles. But it's like, but you have to kill me so that you can't call me to come back. <laughs> Like, I want you have to kill me. Kill Indiana Jones. Kill Han Solo. Kill like it doesn't fuck kill or was it when he did Blade, Blade Runner? Runner yeah. It's just Yeah, it's just like I need you gotta kill me so that I don't have to fucking do this shit anymore. <laughs> and what's funny is if I recall correctly, Nev Campbell said she's not coming back to this franchise, which is interesting because like I said earlier, the the sixth installment, which I'm wondering what they'll call that, because is this gonna be Scream 2? Or is it going to be Scream, you know, Legacy? What is it going to be? What kind of bullshit naming mechanism are we going to use? But Nev Campbell's not going to be there. And like you said, they didn't kill her here. So is she just going to be a disembodied voice on a phone? You can hire anybody to do that. Just close enough. Like, that sounded like Nev Campbell. Yeah. It has to be. She said, hey, this is Sydney on the phone, so I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that there's uh, more juice in this franchise because there's not. No, no, there wasn't even any for this for this movie. Um, yeah, I just. Just so disappointed, just absolutely disappointed in, in shit that happened in this movie. I think, yeah, my that was my last note of I have questions is where does Sydney get the get the tracker from? Because it's just like, OK, come come fucking on. Uh, before we move on to the next, uh, you know, segment, please, though, do me a favor. Watch the original screen. There's there's no way that it's going to impact you the way that it did me because I saw it in 96. But it it's it's a good movie. Like it's it's got some legitimate scares. It's got some good character development. Watch watch that movie. Wait, how fucking old are all these characters supposed to be? Because it says this is 25 years ago in California. Billy dies in that movie. That means that Sam has to be 24 and she was six years older than her sister. Oh, so her sister is 18. So they Wow. Sam is. Oof, okay. Wait. I'm trying to now figure out. For some reason, I thought Sam was supposed to be around like the age of 20 or 21. But now I'm realizing she's like 24 in this movie. Yeah, the actress, I think, is like 28 or 29. So, yeah, they. Uh, she's a little bit older. Yeah, which it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to see her in something else. And maybe I have. I thought she was not very good in this movie, but I also feel like that was the direction she was given because I feel like they were trying to do like that melodramatic over the top parody of these things, but also decided to not commit to actually doing a fucking parody um, I'm not seeing anything else I would recognize her from. Yeah, Carmen. Look, yeah, 
I, it's just, ugh. It was, blah, blah, blah. I thought Tara did well. Tara's the only one that I probably would want to see more of in something. I, I, don't, I, I, I of, actually, I of, the, of the people I'm not aware of. Like, some of these are already pretty established. Yeah, I, I honestly, that's the credit to this movie. I didn't have a problem with any individual performance. I, I feel like the script failed. Oh. You you look shocked. What what do you what do you see in there? The girl who played Tara is going to be Wednesday Adams. In the I th- I don't know if it's in the I don't I think it's the movie. Yeah, Jenna Wednesday. Ortega. Yeah, yeah, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, I'd be interested. She kind of reminds me of audrey plaza i could see that yeah i can see that yep uh no that'll be interesting i uh i look forward to seeing where that goes again the the individual talent in this movie i have no problem with there is not a single Mm -hmm. performance where i thought it was bad acting i just think the script fails almost everybody involved Mm -hmm. in this movie yep Alrighty, well, I think we've gone into it enough. You want to do some blue book? Let's do it. Alrighty, sir. The budget of this year flick was $24 million estimated. What do you think it brought in U.S. and Canada? Uh, Well, despite my previous comment, I did not cheat. I don't want to ruin your segment the way that you enjoy ruining my segment. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try and say I don't. It was a lot of fun <laughs> like, watching you just realize that I completely went in there, just pulled the rug out right underneath you. Uh, so you said just just the U.S. box office, just right? Just U.S. and Canada. Yeah. U.S. and Canada. I'm going to say $52 million. million. Wow. Okay. I can see why it's getting a sequel that has already been shot and uh, ready to be released. Do you want to guess the worldwide gross? I don't think it has international legs, so I'm going to say 97 million. 140 million dollars imagine what it could have made if you had done a good script i now travis i want to remind you and this is gonna hurt all right because it's another 2022 movie oh never mind it did nope nope did 170 million okay yeah well listen Nope is 10 times what this fucking movie is. So, yeah. Mm. Well, mm. even that, when we talk about meta commentary, I'm like, Nope actually did that better as well because of the times when, like, when the alien or the monster's in there and he just goes, Nope. Like, he's like, I'm not going to run out there. I'm like, Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and make the commentary about how people would be fucking it. Like, any other movie that people would be idiots and try and run for the front door as opposed to be like, No, I'm just going to sit in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an amazing point. Like, both of those movies, Nope and and Scream, Scream Five slash Scream, whatever you want to call it, there it, it kind of illustrates the way to do meta commentary in a good way or a bad way, or should I say a good way in a lazy way? Which Scream takes yep. the lazy way, yeah, one hundred percent. Alrighty, sir, would you like to do tag and title? Uh, yes, I would. <laughs> 
party, Travis. I'm going to give you three taglines. One is an official tagline for this movie. One is a tagline for a movie I find adjacent. And one is a tagline I created myself. What I need you to do is tell me the official tagline for 2022's Scream Slash Scream Drive. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm also going to say if you use the tagline from one of the other Scream movies, you're a son of a bitch <laughs> because you've you've already told me you haven't seen them. So <laughs> I'm going to call blatant disrespect if you did that. But let's go. What you got? All right. All right. All right. All right. This year, spring break is cut short. You never forget the first, and the killer is on this poster. Uh, the spring break one seems weird to me. Can you read that to me again? This year, spring break is cut short. I feel like that has to be an official tagline because it's just so fucking random. Uh, I don't want to cheat and look up when this movie came out as I click on the tab of screen 2022. <laughs> I mean, I've said it came out in 2022. Are you talking about... Oh, no, it's January. What are you looking up it right now? It's January 14th. I was like, did this come out oh. in spring? That's not oh, spring. Oh, month wide. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I see. Um, it didn't come out in spring. Right now, you're trying to remember the setting of the movie and if they made any mention of Spring Break, aren't you? Um, Here's what I'm going to do. I know I'm not correct, but I'm going to... It gives me an opportunity to shout out a movie that I love. I'm going to say that's from, uh, I think, 2016 Spring Breakers, which is a okay. phenomenal, phenomenal movie that I recommend to anyone, and I will force you to watch it at some point, Brett. I promise you. Um, give me the other two, if you don't mind. The killer is on this poster, and you never forget the first. You never forget the first is, is one that you created. Uh, the killer is on this poster, I'm going to say is an official tagline. No, oh, very no, good, sir. no, 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 no. Let me reverse that. The killer is on this poster is yours. Because now I remember the poster because it has literally fucking everybody that's in the movie on the poster. So that's yours. Um, meaning, I guess the other one's an official tagline. So you should have kept it because you were right. <gasps> fuck, fuck. I actually really liked the tagline for this movie. I was like, for a meta commentary, it's, it's kind of funny to have every single cast member on the poster and then say the killer it also had two alternatives it's always someone you know and don't see it alone i thought don't see it alone was fucking stupid um i was you never forget the first um this year's spring break is cut short is from one of my favorite kind of meta horror movies tucker and dale vs evil ah never seen it. have you seen it i have not oh it's <laughs> it's it's very good Tucker, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil actually does kind of put the thing on on its head. It's <laughs> it's essentially two hillbillies, and the the narrative is kids keep like accidentally dying around them, like through like completely random acts or coincidence. But it makes them look like they're murdering all of the kids, and it's basically them like, oh my god, what the fuck happened? <laughs> 
<laughs> but then there is actually like a horror element twist at the it's a very it's good it's got um what is it alan um tudic shit tudic tudic is one of the hillbillies um it's it's worth a watch it's from 2010 you can probably find it free in a lot of places but i yeah i, I did like tucker and dale for evil <laughs> Um, alrighty, well, I think that brings us to Chop Shop. Now, this is a trilogy. We tried to do something a little different. I don't think we'll keep this format. Well, I think we'll go back to what we were doing. Um, but we were doing, like, a, I guess, short, our hot chops. I don't even remember what the fuck I called them. But basically, we would spin the Wheel of Destiny. It would tell us what to turn it into, and then you could choose one of the, uh, what, like, whatever you wanted out of the six elements to, to modify it into that thing. So do you, do you want to, you want to do that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with the new format, honestly, because, but the only thing I will say is I think we've already kind of touched on it. What needs improvement in this movie is the script. Like, Oh, the, absolutely. The fact that you could, b between us, we pointed out what two or three different, possibilities that would have been much much better than what they actually did here where you could have had the the fight club tyler durden scenario with uh the main character was that sam yeah you could have had that i like i said i think it would have been better if you had had the entire friend group be kind of like a little bit cultish as a group obsessed with mm -hmm. horror movies and specifically the history of Woodsboro, you could have you could have done that. So I I appreciated the meta commentary of this movie, but the actual meat and potatoes of who the killer is going to be and what their motivations are, you had you left so many possibilities on the table, which is it makes me curious what they're going to do with this the sequel to this movie. But yeah, I think Hot Chop is take take another take a take more of a chance on who the killers are and their reasoning for being a killer. So yeah, it's the same scream six cast is are yeah, Melissa, uh, Barrera, Barbara, Barrera as Sam. Then you have Jenna Ortega coming back as Tara. Courtney Cox is coming back as Gail. It's, basically yeah all of the survivors coming back yeah oh, i just i have wow what hayden penitary is coming is gonna be in it which she was in i believe scream four so yeah again they're just they're just playing the hits I'm, wow they're just catering to nostalgia which listen i i get the financial motivation to do that but i'm like this is a franchise that reinvented horror back in 96. Like, again, I cannot recommend enough that you go back and watch the first movie, even though the impact will be dulled because you've seen this movie. But for a franchise that kind of reinvented the wheel when it comes to horror, they have not produced a good original movie since the first one. Um, well, I'll tell you this. I don't know if somebody just threw stuff in or it leaked or there's a problem. Um, but one of the characters is actually just labeled as Ghostface. So I don't know if, to your point, do they just reveal who it is 
pretty much from the beginning because it seems like it's weird you would have just, that in the credits. It, no, it's just the voice. It's the voice of oh, Ghostface. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. And I mean, here's the thing. Here's a bold prediction. And when I say bold, I'm being very sarcastic. I bet they kill Gale on the next one. Like they're just going to kill oh. one of the legacy characters next time. That's all that. And that will be the only difference. <laughs> all of the movies will just be them killing off legacy characters one by one. Yeah. And then, you know, by the time Scream 7 rolls around, we'll bring Nev. Is Nev Campbell attached to the new movie? Because like I said, from no. what I yeah. So they'll pay her a boatload of money to like, again, like Jeremy Clarkson at the Hollywood Chop Shop. They'll pay her a boatload of money to come back for Scream 7 just to kill her off. Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream 5, Scream Brett, we, 6, Scream We are seven. a year away with the Hollywood Chop Shop of us just being old men yelling at clouds at the fact that they just keep <laughs> just rebooting and recreating every single movie. A requel. Yeah, I, uh, it might be. Then it might be that the Hollywood Chop Shop just starts reviewing old movies. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> or at a certain point, we'll just start. Every trilogy is going to be the original movie, the first time they rebooted it, and then when they're relaunching it <laughs> in 2023 and beyond. So every trilogy will just be every iteration of, of a movie. So I don't know. Disgusting. Disgusting. It's awful. Really? Somebody said this movie was terrifying? It's an awful review. Uh, alrighty. Well, I think that about does it. This concludes this trilogy. Uh, thank you for sticking it out with us. And, uh, I think at one point next time we were thinking maybe the, the, uh, what is it? Hot takes trilogy. I'm not sure. We'll work through it. We'll see what's going to be next. You got any final words for us? Uh, I really don't. I, uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, nope. Nope. Wow, that cuts deep. <laughs> Again, Mikey Madison, shout out. If you're listening to this, you're you're a great actress. I hope you don't get pigeonholed into playing the psycho. 100%. Ah. Quit fucking up my ending, Brett. <laughs>